Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Again, welcome to our uh, Sunday morning Sunday school class. And today is special because we are dedicating some wonderful children. And uh, we have uh, seven, seven children that are going to be dedicated uh, here uh, this morning. And that is Caden. Uh, they may not all be here just yet. But we are going to be dedicating Caden. Uh, she is the, uh, the daughter of uh, Brianna and Cashus. We are going to be dedicating Paige, the daughter of uh, Patricia and Travis. We're dedicating Shayana uh, and uh, the daughter of Samantha and Elroy. We're dedicating Kyrie, and if I pronounce some of these wrong, I'm from Louisiana, so we are exempt. Dedicating uh, Kyrie, I believe is how that's pronounced, and uh, the daughter of uh, Melandi. Dedicating a young man by the name of Jeremiah, the daughter of Samantha and Elroy. We, oh, we dedicating two by Samantha and Elroy. Where is Samantha and Elroy? Are we dedicating two children today? Okay, all right. I don't know why she didn't match those up together. And uh, so we're dedicating a Shiana. Am I saying that right? Shania. 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 Shania is not in that spelling, but we'll go with that. And then there is uh, Christian, the son of Tanisha and Gareth. And then we are dedicating uh, DeMarco, the son of Sasha and David. I know, I know, I'm, I'm putting the accents in the wrong place. And, but the Lord knows who they are, and uh, if he's able to interpret uh, your translation or pronunciation of the, uh, of the words there. All right, now, um, Pastor only gets to do this once every three months. And I take baby dedication very seriously. I do want to say uh, to the wonderful parents here today, I know that you have come to dedicate your son or your daughter. But in, if the truth be known, dedication is for the parents. It is really mom and dad today who are saying in their heart and in their spirit that we are going to dedicate our lives to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And by dedicating our lives, we are dedicating our children unto him. Moms and dads are here today recognizing that the gift of life that is in their hands was given to them by God. And so we come back today with the understanding and with the recognition of the fact that we are not big enough, strong enough, smart enough to raise these children in this generation, in this this time, this, as the Bible calls it, an untoward generation, a generation going away from God, not towards God, that we recognize that we need the help of the Lord. We need God's help. We need the help of the church. We need the help of our brothers and sisters to give us the wisdom the strength to be there in time of need. And so that's why, uh, that's why you're here today and recognizing that you want the blessings of God into your family for your children's sake. So I'm going to minister to us here today. I'm going to read out of 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse number 1. And um, Pastor is going to be uh, a little straightforward today. 
that's raising children is no doubt uh, the absolute most important thing you will ever do on this planet outside of serving Christ yourself, raising your son and your daughter. And we need to recognize that there are a lot of things, society, government, um, that is reaching for our children, education, and then just um, the immoral uh, life that surrounds us, society uh, that surrounds us, that is constantly influencing our children in a negative way. So we have to ask ourselves the question, how can we protect them? How can we raise our children in such a way that they will not become a statistic? That they will not be one that says, well, one out of every three in this area is going to be a drug addict, an alcoholic, a um, end up having a child out of wedlock. So what can we do to change these things in our life? What can we do that, that when we look at our past, when we look at our history and the mistakes that we've made in life, what can I do so that my son, my daughter, doesn't have to reap from my mistakes? Can I... Can I do something? Can I change things? Can I live in a certain way? Can I rearrange things that are in my home, my life, my marriage, my relationship with my son or daughter so that they don't repeat the mistakes that I made? To give them an opportunity, a chance to be better, live better, make good decisions, right decisions, based upon proven foundations and that their decisions will be a benefit and not a harm. Second Kings chapter 4 and verse number 1, the word of the Lord says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets to Elisha, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come. Look at those words. The creditor is come to take to him my two sons to be slaves. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, your handmaid has not anything in the house, save or except for a pot of oil. I, I want to talk to us today for a few minutes on the subject the creditor is here. The creditor has come. And the creditor desires your son and your daughter. Father, I pray that you touch our hearts and our minds today. I pray that you help me to minister. Lord, that I could speak today words that would strike the heart of the dad and the mom. Father, that there would be a fear, an admonition, a respect that would come into the hearts of the mom and dad for thy word and thy ways. That somehow we could receive the revelation today that if we could walk in the statutes of God and if we could teach our children to do the same, then your blessings would be upon us and you would keep us and you would keep our children. 
We ask it in the wonderful, mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And let every mom and dad say amen. So in the scripture reading today, we find the wife of a godly man. He was uh, uh, one of the prophets, worked for the prophets. And she was facing a very difficult situation. Her husband, for whatever reason, had gotten in debt. And now that he is gone, she has no way to pay it. And the creditor has come to take her son. Today we are, we live in a society where many of our homes are broken. Families are missing fathers and in some cases missing mothers. And the father is left to raise the child. In Bible days this was mostly due to the death of the father or mother. But today you and I know it is mostly because of divorce or more than likely mom and dad were never married at the time of conception and the father abandoned the mother and the child, not taking his place that he is called upon to do by the word of God. But for whatever reason, whatever condition has brought about the home wherein you may find yourself in a difficult situation, I want to tell you today that there is hope in God. The Bible says that he will be the father to the fatherless and the husband to the widower. So if we have made some mistakes and now we find ourselves trying to raise a son or a daughter by ourselves, what we want to do is we want to put the brakes on bad decisions and put the pedal on good decisions. And we want to start lining ourselves up with the word of God so that we can bring every opportunity into our home for our son or daughter to succeed in Christ. You're here today and you are one of the blessed where both Mom and dad are present and we are dedicating your child and the father is actually active in the life of the son or daughter. and The mother is as well. Count yourself blessed and amongst the few. But even with stable homes with mom and dad, we must bring the power and the ways of God into our home. Even though mom and dad are there, it needs to be that we or abiding and living in such a way in God's word that we bring every opportunity into our house so that our sons and daughters will not be collected by the collectors of this world. Today we have even blended families and sometimes this can bring difficulties into the home. Mom and dad marrying for the second time, or maybe the first, but had children by others. And now there are his and hers. And, and so it can bring sometimes confusion into the home. And I, I, I guess I'm just coming to say that no matter what the situation is in your home, that there is hope if we can bring God into that house and bring the ways of God into that marriage and into the lives of our children. We do have hope, but we must bring God. We must bring God. We live in a world today where we have Sarah's and Hagar's and Isaac's and Ishmael's and all kinds of division and uh, maybe a tragedy uh, not designed by God but brought about by sins or the selfishness of men has brought difficulty into your life. We live in a society today where Hagar's are cast out and even babies thrown under bushes to die spiritually, left alone, forsaken by family, forsaken by society. Women, mothers trying to raise their children, fathers, and without the strength 
of the church or without the guidance of God's word. And it has produced a, a world of chaos. But you are here today, right now, sitting in this place with, with hope beyond your imagination because God is looking down upon you and upon your family and upon your children. And the Lord is saying, let me in. I can help you. Let me in your home. I can bring you through. I can protect your children. I can help you in these times. And so that's why we're here today. We want to bring God right in to the middle of our homes. Now listen to Pastor. If we've ever needed God, we need God today. We need Him now. If there's ever been a need for God in our families, it's in today because society is against the family. You don't have to pick up very many books, read very many magazines, watch very many shows or movies or news clips or listen to much on the radio or visit or just look into society and see that the world we live in is against the family that God put together. The creditor is at the door desiring to take our children unto him and to do what? She said, the creditor has come and he is wanting to put my children into slavery. And that is the world that we live in today. The creditor of sin, the creditor of this untoward generation has come. And he seeks to devour everything that even slightly resembles the image of God. Or would even for a moment partake within itself to follow the ways of God. And the creditor comes and he wants your offspring. He wants your son. He wants your daughter. Why? He wants to put them in bondage of sin. He wants to put them in the slavery of society. They will scream to you. We've come to set your children free. But they have not. Their end result is, is immoral lifestyle. Their end result is drugs. Their end result is alcoholism. Their end result is divorce. Their end result is abortion. Their end result are things that are tearing homes and children and lives apart. That is the conclusion to their methods. It is the conclusion to their ways. But God can come into the home. God can reassure the walls and strengthen your marriage and bring unity back into the home and, 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 and bring a, 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 a direction and, and open up a pathway for you to follow that will protect our children and protect our marriages in a world that has come to steal them away. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let me tell you something. Society is trying to recreate man in their image. Society is trying to recreate your son, recreate your daughter in their image. They are programming them from the very, the very moment you place them in school. They are causing them to, to read books that says Susie loves Lucy and John plays with dolls. They're trying to put it into your children's mind, things that are against God. Now listen, pastor is going to say stuff today that's going to make you cringe because society has put fear in your heart. The first thing they've done is told you that if you don't like it the way we say it, you must be a bigot. You must be a hater. You must be a harmonger. You must be a hater of humanity. No, I'm a lover of God. God. And I know that God's ways are right. Your ways are going to confuse my child. Your ways are going to destroy our children. Your ways are going to destroy the image of God that is in this planet. And we will not tuck our heads. We will not hide from you. We will not, we will not yield to your intimidation. We will preach it. We will teach it. And our people will know there is a right way. There is a correct way. Way, there is a God way. Society is trying to recreate the image of our children. 
Genesis 1 and 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. Today society is trying to tell you it's okay in the home for there to be two dads. It's okay in the home for there to be two moms. Homosexuality, lesbianism, it's all right. Don't judge. It's okay. Okay, let me tell you something. One of the ways to find out if something is absurd or something is just ridiculous is to take it to its extreme. If starting tomorrow we dissolved every marriage and we demanded that only men could be with men and only women could be with women, the human race would be wiped off the face of the earth in one generation. Now tell me there's not something absurd about that. You know, I thought I was preaching to people that believed in God, but my God, I'm feeling more resistance from you than I think I would in the world somewhere. It's how programmed we are. It's how programmed television, what television has done to you and done to your children, what education and society has done to you. There is only one book of morality, and it is the word of the living God. The Bible says in the beginning he created them male and female. It brings balance to the house. You cannot tell me. They try to tell you, well, if a young man is raised with two dads, it will not influence him. Oh, yes, it will. That's why the Bible says raise a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Why? Because you influence your children, your decisions, your life, the way you live. The things you do, the places you go, the things you watch. Oh, yes, they influence your children. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're trying to turn our girls into boys and our boys into girls. They make you feel bad if you put a doll into the, into the hands of a girl and a football or a baseball into the hands of a boy. And they say, you're trying to mold them. Yes, I am. You're trying to force them to be something. No, I'm not. They were born that way. I'm just trying to show them what they are. You are a man. You are a woman. Act like a man. Act like a woman. Walk like a man. Walk like a woman. Dress like a man. Dress like a woman. Behave like a man. Behave like a woman. If you don't put that in your children, society will tell them just the opposite. And you'll have a confused young boy and a confused young girl. There's a reason why child suicide is at its highest rate. They don't even know who they are. I know I'm preaching it straight, but I'm doing it for a reason. They convince us to dress our boys like girls and dress our girls like boys. They try to tell us that there is no distinction between male and female. I think one of the most, one of the most, uh, how do I say this, things that have come back in their face concerning this where they're saying, well, if a man identifies that he's a woman, then he has a right to participate in female sports. And so what's happening is that men dress like women, act like women, and then they go break all the women's world's records. You know why? Because they're not women. They're men. And I don't care how many hormones you put in them or what you try to reverse their muscle structure, their bone structure. Everything about you as a man is different from a woman. And we're stronger. Yes, we are. We're faster. Yes, we are. But they're smarter. <laughs> yes, they are. I learned to listen to my wife a long time ago. I just don't let her know I do. Can I tell you that if we follow God's way, now watch me, they're trying to, the society has now almost made it look like that if you're married, you're a bigot. 
that if you're married, there must be something wrong with you. If you're trying to bring balance into your home, there must be something wrong with you. Can I show you God's way? You ready for God's way? If every man and every woman would marry and not have sex outside of marriage in one single generation, every sexual transmitted disease would disappear off the face of the planet. You know what they do? They encourage sin. And then they try to develop some kind of medicine to reverse the effect of sin in your life. And then they make $10 billion on trying to heal the disease that immoral life brought into you. When all they would have to do is get up and say, look, what you got to do is stop fooling around. Get obedient to the word of God. AIDS would disappear. Uh, gonorrhea would disappear syphilis would disappear you can name them all they would all have to go they would all leave the earth if all we did was walk in God's way that's all yet they want to take God out of school out of government and they do that, and then they have to suffer the consequences of all of the diseases and the ungodliness. Listen to this statistic. In 2015, unmarried women accounted for 86% of all abortions. 86% of abortions would disappear if a man and a woman would simply wait until they're married before they had intimacy and brought a child into this world. Children is not something to play with. Listen to pastor. Children are not a temporary good feeling. They think they can educate this stuff into our kids. And so they gave condoms to the high schools in New York. That's where they started with it. Figuring they would take care of uh, uh, un, uh, pregnancies from young ladies, pregnancy skyrocketed. Why? Because you can't give a weapon to a hormone-driven young man and think he's going to control it properly. The only way you're going to fix this situation is get back to moral living. And you and I, mom and dad, we have got to bring God back into our homes. We have got to get more righteousness back in our homes. You can't, you can't say, do as I say, but not as I do. It's not going to work. Moral living's got to start with you. You're the one that's got to fix the problem. You have to fix it in you. At least this hurting mother knew where to go. And that's the reason why I'm so thankful that you are here today. At least somewhere's deep on the inside of your heart and on the inside of your mind, you know that God is actually the answer to your situation and to your dilemma. Whether we're willing to actually give everything over to him or not, at least we are here today. Somewhere's inside of us, we understand that God is the only one that can fix the mess that I am in. She didn't go to the government. She didn't go to society. She found the man of God and she said, I've got a situation. I got a dilemma. How can you help me? Now, one of the things I do like is Elijah, he, he didn't just all of a sudden start uh, trying to uh, trying to help her and and neither did he uh, neither did he blame the creditor you didn't hear him say well we'll, we'll, go, we'll go get the police and, and we'll lock up the creditor we'll we'll tell the creditor he don't have a right uh, to your children no he never even brought up the creditor you know why because Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17 tells you and I that when man sinned they deserve to die when we fail when we fail into sin and so our sinful life, it brings the adversary after our children. It's why we got to have the blood. It's why we have to repent. It's why we got to live for God. It's why we got to give our marriage to God. We got to give our children to God. We've got to hide them under the blood. Why? Because the blood remits sin. against the creditor the creditor has a right to them we sin the bible says we die 
But he then he looked at her and he said, now I do have a question for you though. What is in your home? Oh, I love it. He, he, Elijah had a revelation. He said, woman, I'm going to tell you what's going to make the difference in your children's life. It's what's in your home. You got to get back to your house. You got to find out what's in your home. We got to bring love. Our children, our children need to see that father loving on that mother. They need to see that mother loving on that father and treating them one another with respect. I don't have time to go into all of this. Those children, they need a sense of security that mom loves dad and dad loves mom and nobody's going anywhere. They need to see hard work. They need to see a mom and a dad walking and doing the best they can to live for God. If these things are in your home, it's going to be it's going to catch on to them. They're going to get a hold of this. If a young man sees a father treat his mother with love and respect, he's going to grow up knowing that's how I am supposed to treat a woman. If, a, if that young girl sees her, her mother being treated properly, she's going to try to find a man who's going to treat her the way that the way her father treated her mother. It's why these things have got to be in the home. He said, what's in your house? He pointed it right back to her. The safety of your children, the help of your children, the hope of your children is what is in your homes. He said, she said, all I got is a little oil. Oh, you don't know how powerful that oil is. She said, it's just a little oil. You and I know the oil represents the spirit of God. Uh, throughout the word of the Lord. And this is the rep representation that is, that is going on here. And I love the example that Elijah gave to the woman. He said, go get some vessels. He said, you told me you only have a little oil. This is how you multiply your oil. Go find a vessel and pour into it. You want to make the oil in your own home greater? You want to multiply the oil in your own home? Go find a neighbor. Go find a co-worker. Go find an enemy. Go find somebody else. Take the little oil you've got. Pour it into them. And God said, I'll multiply your oil. And you'll never run out. Help somebody else with their kids. And I'll take care of yours. Help somebody else with their marriage. And I'll help take care of yours. Said, I've only, I've only got a little bit of oil in the house. That's all right. Learn how to pour it out. Let it multiply. I've only got a little bit of God. I'm not all that religious. I'm not all that faithful to the house of God. I haven't done things quite right. But I know, I know it's where the answer is. And I know you know that. That's why you're here today. So I say to you, take the little oil you have and begin to multiply it through praise multiply it through worship and before you know it God will fill your house with vessels of oil and it's all your children are going to know the power of the Holy Ghost the anointing of God the word of God instruction, direction and when they get to that school and they open up that book and that book says Susie loves Lucy and John wears a dress, they're going to know inside of their heart that is not right. I've been taught it's male and it's female. You're not going to confuse my identity. I know who I am in God. have to stop allowing society to tell us how we're going to raise our children. And another thing I want you to notice, he didn't tell her to go borrow oil. He said go borrow vessels. Because you cannot borrow someone else's 
experience in God. The foolish virgins tried to do that. We saw where they ended up. You've got to get your own oil. Now, you better listen to pastor today because I'm finishing up right here. I'm not near done. I wish I had two hours to teach on this. You cannot expect grandma to be your oil. You cannot rely on your mother or your father to be the influence and the power and the impact in your child. They may influence them to a certain extent, but nobody has the influence like mom and dad. And who that son and daughter are really looking to is how's mom doing it? How's dad doing it? Are they in church every time the doors are open? Or is church something you go to when it's convenient? Definitely don't want to be a CEO. Christmas and Easter only. They're watching you. You can't borrow oil. You got to get this for yourself. You got to get in the book for yourself. You got to learn to pray yourself. You got to touch God. Dad, you want it when that son touches you. He ought to feel the anointing of God on you. He ought to feel the authority of God on you. And that son or daughter touches you, Mom. They ought to feel the power of prayer. The power of submission to an almighty God. The glory of God resting upon your holy life before Him. They need to, they need to grow up with that in their life. So that when they go other places they can tell, this don't feel right. This isn't right. I know what the anointing feels like. We got to get anger, doubt, immorality. We got to get these things out of our homes. And you can't get them out of your homes until you get them out of your heart. He said, take that oil, pour it out. The question is, what are you pouring out in your home? Are they hearing anger spewing out of you, hatred spewing out of you, lust and ungodliness spewing out of that television or VCR box? Boy, I just dated myself. DVD box? I don't know if they use boxes anymore. I think it's pretty much digital now. Are they hearing ungodliness and ugliness come out of that? What's, what's flowing through your home? Because whatever's flowing through your home is flowing into them. It's flowing into them. Let's stand and I'm going to ask for all of, our, uh, all of our babies, moms and dads can come with them. And just so we can do this, we're going to do it this way. Caden and family to my left. Next to Caden and family will be Paige and family. Next to Paige and family will be... Cadence to my left, Paige is next, and then Samantha and Elroy with, how'd y'all pronounce that? Janiah and Jeremiah, and then Kareev, am I saying that right? Is it Kareev? Kareev? Okay. Mom, you come on down, you're going to be next. And then Christian, Tanisha and Gareth are, are next. Mom and dad, or I think we're calling him Michael, right? Are we going by Michael? Either one, okay. And is it is it DeMarco? DeMarco is all the way to my right. Amen.
So what we're going to come and do I want you to notice when when the oil multiplied when the oil multiplied in the home when the oil multiplied in the home Elijah told mom she said he said now go sell that oil pay off the the creditors you get the power of God in your home mom and dad and you will stay off the creditors that are coming after your son and after your daughter. You will hold them off if you'll get the power of God in that home. And mom and dad just line up, come on up close, line up. And put the baby either in the dad's or mom's hand. Not grandma, grandpa, aunt, cousin, uncle. And back up just a little bit, just bit and then we're going to talk to you before we present okay these bags are handmade my wife spent probably eight hours seriously drawing these up for you because she loves you and um, there's a little Bible we're going to do here in just a second and there is a commitment that you're going to sign as parents in just a moment where you are going to commit to the Lord. All right, do we have all of them here, students? All seven here? So we have Caden over here, okay? And we have Paige, and we have Tanaya, Tanaya, Paige. We have Shania and Jeremiah, Kari, Kari. Kyrie, like an I, instead of the Y that's there. Kyrie, okay. I'm just kidding. Right, so we have Kyrie. We have Christian Michael Samuel Henry. And then DeMarco. Right? Am, am I saying it right? It's good to see you, Sean. Love you, baby. Oh, you too, David. <clears throat> so this is what we're going to do. And uh, I wish I had a little help here. That's okay. I want you to hand the Bible to the dad real quick. Hand that to, he gets to, on your, yeah, here. Okay, here, dad. Yep, yep. It's okay, mom, mom, mom. And then dad and dad, David. Okay. All right, dad. That's the word of God. Now I know, Dad, where's that Bible? In your hand, okay, your hand's so big I couldn't see it. Now I know you think that that little boy and girl can already read, but she can't, and he can't. You are the priest of the home. You are responsible. Responsible. For the word of God getting into the heart of that little one. You're responsible. Dad, look at me. You're responsible. 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 Lord Terry, that little boy, little girl, lives to be 100 years old. Doesn't matter. The Lord Terry, one day, from dust we came to dust we return. One day, the trumpet's going to sound. And dad, you're going to stand before God, and God is going to hold you accountable for what you did with that life that he gave you. So this is the commitment you're going to make. I hope you do it every day, but we're going to do it today at least. When you go home, you're going to take this Bible, and you're going to sit that little boy, that little girl on your lap, and you're going to open up that Bible and you're going to start at Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning. Listen to me. That child needs to know that in the beginning, God. Not an amoeba in some little slush pool somewheres. God. 
in the beginning, God. If you leave it up to the schools, if you leave it up to the neighbor, if you leave it up to society, these children are going to learn all kinds of crazy stuff. But if you'll take the responsibility and put the word of God in your son or your daughter, the Bible says it'll abide there forever. You remember the story of Moses? When he was a child, his mama put in his heart the things of God. And the Bible says when he became old, he chose rather to suffer the afflictions with the children of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin, which were but for a season. It's the word of God. Dad, I want you to hold that Bible up if you can. Just That's good enough. Just kind of up a little. And let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask for an anointing upon every dad that is in this building holding their son or daughter. I pray, God, look upon them as they hold your holy writ before them. God, that you would anoint them and help them. Give them wisdom, knowledge, and strength to lead their child in the ways of the Lord. We pray it, we ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Okay, Mom, this is what I want you to do. You're going to sign first. There's a pen by your certificate. I want you to come up, and I think it might say Mom by. Does it say Mom, baby? Mother? And I want you to sign your name on that line. We're going to do like the government. We're going to let you sign first, and then we're going to tell you what's in it. Sign your name on that piece of paper. You just signed your name, Sasha, telling the Lord that I will do everything within my power to raise my child to you. To raise my child in such a way that he will honor your word and live according to your word. That is what you just signed. Mothers, listen to me. Dads or strong, but we don't always make the right decision. And we need that balanced, strong mother in our life and in the lives of our children to help bring stability to the home. That's what you do. You bring stability to the, to the home and you bring strength. Your submission to your husband and your submission to God is what's going to bring strength to them. That's all right. It's a baby dedication. That's what they do. I raised four of them. It's going to bring strength to your home. So I want you to take that, uh, take that piece of paper. I'm trying to think of another name for it. And I want you to hold it up before the Lord. Moms, grab that piece of paper and hold it up before the Lord. Father, we come before you as moms here today. We ask in the power and the authority of your name, rest upon our heads as your word so proclaims. I pray that you bless every mother here. Oh God, what a supernatural strength. Help her to raise that vessel with oil and begin to pour it out in her home. That love would pour out, strength would pour out. Father, that these children would feel the strength of your glory and your power resting upon their mother. Give her wisdom and knowledge and direction, oh Lord, as she holds this family together. God, as she is the strength and foundation. Father, I pray, Lord, just touch her heart, touch her mind and her spirit and give her, God, what she needs. Bring this father and mother together greater than they've ever been. Bring us strength into the home. And for our single mothers raising children, strengthen them, oh God. Be the father to the fatherless, oh Lord. Be the, be the husband to the widow of God. Father, strengthen these couples, I pray. We dedicate these children to you. And everybody say amen. All right, one more thing. Put those uh, contracts down. And mom and dad come together with that baby. And we're going to dedicate our children to the Lord right now. Mom and dad stand next to one another. Put your arm around one another. Act like you love one another, at least at baby dedication. Mom's there. Oh, dad. Yeah, we'll give them the book. Yeah. Let me dedicate these young ones. Together? Put your arm around them. There you go. All right. Bring them inside.
Well, you got two, so just rub shoulders. Hold tight. Okay, are we ready? Awesome. Okay, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, I come to you right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Moms and dads, bring the babies a little close. That's good enough. I want to anoint as I go down. Father, we come to you right now. Lord, we anoint with oil this precious child. By the glory of the name of Jesus Christ, we anoint him, Lord, Father. Church, help me pray here just for a moment. God, we anoint these precious children before you. We're dedicating them to you, Lord. We're dedicating them to you, God. By the power of your name, by the glory of your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, to your glory, God. Lord, they are yours. You breathe the breath of life in them. Father, we ask for your protection upon them. We dedicate them unto you, Lord. We give them to you today, Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, every one of them, every one of them. Thank you. Now, Lord, as moms and dads, we stand before you. God, you have breathed the breath of life into our child. They will live eternally before you, God. Their soul will never die. Lord, we stand before you accepting this responsibility that you've given us. Lord, that we will raise our son, raise our daughter before you, God, in fear and admonition of the Lord and the ways of your word. God, our arms are short and cannot reach. Our eyes are dim and cannot see. Our ears are deaf and cannot hear. But, oh, God, there is no place that you cannot reach. There is nothing you cannot see, nothing you cannot hear. So we ask, O oh Lord, for your help. What we cannot, we pray that you will. Where we cannot go, we pray that you will be there. Lord, it's why we present them to you today. We know we need your help. We know we need your strength. And we say before you today, God, however you want to use our child, here, here they are before you. We present them to you. Let your name be glorified in their life we pray as a mom we pray as a dad give us the knowledge give us the strength give us the wisdom oh God to do the things that are right help us to walk in the ways of God it is our prayer today and we ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and everybody say amen mom and dad say with me Lord Jesus, you have given me my child. I give my child back to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.